Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Unabashed Truth Podcast. You're with your boy, GT Davis, with his good friend, brother from another mother, boy, a.k.a. Chris Scow. A.k.a. Long Hog. Long Hog, Long Beach, a.k.a. Skinny Motherfucker. Here we go. How you doing, Chris? Good, man. Your mom likes it. <laughs> there you are. So today on this podcast, we're going to do something kind of crazy. Just kind of wing it and see where it goes. Um, yeah. Today we have uh, maybe throw some top fives, some top 20s, whatever thing you want to do. We're going to be crazy about it. So, but anyway, how's, how's your week been going, man? Good, man. How about yours? It's been crazy, man. 36 years old or young, however you want to say it, whatever they say in these days. It's been a long week, but it's going well. How about yourself? I think you're 35. 35. I, I, you talked to your mom? <laughs> <laughs> Have you? I'm at check with her. GT. You're I'm at check with her and make sure. No, make you're 35. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Ask those lines in your forehead if you're 35 or 36. <laughs> I guarantee. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, one, one thing you're going to hear anybody listening to this podcast for the first time or repeat people, you're going to hear two people on the background. One is uh, the good man Scouts family members. So you can go and introduce them because I know they're going to chime in sometime in the podcast. It's your podcast. You introduce them. It, it's okay. Well, we have one of my mothers, Moscow. How you doing? Say hi, honey. Hi. She don't want to talk. She's going to talk a lot. Wait till she gets some alcohol and then she'll go crazy here. And then we have the good man, Big Sean. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. So you guys are going to be involved. This is the first kind of outside source of science. Christie's last time when she was yeah. going crazy. This will be the first time we have other people kind of involved. We edited that out of the, the podcast last episode. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. I should have edited it out, but it was fun to see the real life of Chris. I don't have that, that situation. My it's house kind no of fun. <laughs> it's unbearable fun. Don't worry. We'll do a daytime when we have the kids involved probably one day and be like, yes. hey. Jump on air. Let's talk. Yeah. So I think uh, we're going to go with top five movies to start because it seems like an interesting thing to start with. So I'll let you start off with your number five. No, no particular order, just one of your top five. Let's go from there. Okay. So one of my top fives is asking you what your top five is. <laughs> that would be something we would do. Uh, I say one of my favorite movies of all time is Casablanca. I mean, classic. Old school, 19, right after World War II. Uh, Humphrey Bogart, one of the Gs. He's real short, but you can't tell yeah. the movie, man. He does work and he goes right. around. It's, it's one of the movies that you have to see. If you're somebody who loves movies and just loves cinematography, it was one of the first movies that demonstrated cinematography. Bangers, way. yeah. Yeah, man. So that's one of my top five. And I don't have to say too much more about it. Possibly. Uh, so, yeah. What about you? One of your... I mean, one of my top five. Yeah, man. One of my top five of all time, because I'm a basketball guy, has to be above the rim. Ooh, I just watched the other people. day. <laughs> and I'm talking about old ship, old ship. Old ship. And Bernie Mac, though. Oh, yeah, man. And one of the podcasts we have to have coming up here soon, GT, is the comedy. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll do that. One of the top yeah. fives. Yeah. But yeah, man. Old ship, old ship. <laughs> Tupac Shakur, man, one of uh, old ass bumps. What was that? Tupac's second full movie, I think he did. Um, Juice. He did and Juice then, first, yeah. And then was it Poetic Justice or that one? I can't remember which one came before that. I think Poetic Justice was first. You're right. Yeah, yeah. The Poetic Justice. Then Above the Rim. And Above the Rim was like another level. Tupac, man. Wood he, Harris in that movie too, though. Yeah, it has some people, man. A bunch of people. Yep. You had uh. Marlon Wayne is young Marlon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just pay me to watch that draws in my stomach. <laughs> young Marlon, man, Dwayne Martin. Man, that yeah. was a good cast. I, yeah, I watched it back and I was just amazed how good it was and how good how it was. He was playing ball without a ball, yo. Yeah. Dude, it was crazy. It stay off the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> man, it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Then the guy, I forgot the guy who played the, the hardcore thug in there. He was like, you motherfuckers. Playing around too much. But Harris. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm a real G. Yo, yeah. you got to shut the fuck up. He was going at it, yeah. man. It was one of the, that scene in the car where it was like, we're from being high school kids. 
trying to have fun. It's like, all right, playing the game shootout game. in Pox Team. Remember? Yeah, man. Great movie. Well, since we got guests in the background, we'll throw, hey, my man, Sean, what is one of your top five movies there, man? Green Mile. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Nice, nice. Why, why, do you, why do you pick it? Why do you pick Green Mile as one? I pick Green Mile because it has a lot of sense to do with life. Because um, in a sense, we're all kind of walking a Green Mile. And it just kind of shows different characters and how you uh, act on, you know, each, each character that you meet. And, and some of them characters are just mind-blowing, like Michael Clark. I don't know. It's just a really good movie. It's it's a lot of – there's a lot of disruption in it, a lot of I – mean, I wouldn't even go spiritual, but it kind of is in a sense. Spiritual. It's very spiritual in that sense. And uh, just really good acting. I mean, they're, they're a phenomenal movie. Tom Hanks is one of my favorites. So. All right. Yeah. I'll on that man, that movie – yeah, we go. We obviously on our podcast we do don't shy away from anything truthful. When you say anything about real life, man, that's kind of how people kind of interact with each other, and no one thinks about it. But that movie did go through life, just a journey of someone's like not wanting to die. Really, man, I was like, how do I talk to people? Interact? How do I deal with people? And like just everyday life, we think about that: how we don't want to die, how we don't want, how we want to live our life to the fullest, and we have a chance to do something different. We're we can't here forget now. about Mr. Jingles. Come on now, mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jingles, yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. So when you live your life, him out. that's what we're doing now. I mean, I think uh, as we've gotten uh, together more and more over the past year, it's been one of those things where we started living life to the fullest together. And we started talking yeah. about things and living yep. life, and and I, I enjoyed this time. And obviously, having the time to talk to your your family more now, I've been. Uh, Sat there and talked to your mom. I think since for for me, it was been since my dad was giving joke pills and shit. Like, yeah, man, it, it's been a long time. So it's been it's been a very long time. You ever seen my mom's cool party? I think. Yeah, yeah, since that one, and yeah. I don't remember that night too much. It was yeah, man, you passed around. out my garage floor, but <laughs> we got you up. Or I did. I think you were drinking Yin Lee Lager that night. I think you were drinking that beer. You were you weren't drinking. No, well, that was the next night we drank that. We had your oh, um your keg. Drink that keg beer. Yeah, I don't know what that was. It was some weird beer. No one understands what you bought. It was Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's the green mile, man. We walked the green mile that night. That that's was what it was. <laughs> yeah, we had walked that. Hey, walked that green mile. So walk up on yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah, Mike Clark. What's Mike Clark? Big dude, big black mm. guy. Yeah. yeah, man. But he that movie. He was scary if you didn't know him, but as soon as you talk to him, he just yeah, nicest guy in the movie. That yeah. role was a great role to play, and you get paid. And obviously, I, I remember hearing an interview on him. He said he got paid a lot of money to play that role. He's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not turning that role down. Yeah, yeah. He played that to a T. There, nobody could play that better. No, to be that scary. So I'm gonna, and so I'm gonna switch it up though. I'm gonna say favorite sports movies of all time. Okay, so... Top five. My mom said on Golden Pond. Wait, switch it back to that. Yeah. <laughs> on Golden Pond. Yeah. Let's go back to that before we go to other movies. But we're not going to Grumpy or Old Men yet. We're going to no. On Golden Pond first. That's one of my top Okay. Yeah, that's a good well. Well, um, I have not seen that, so I'm going to let you, you take this one over. I have not watched that either. She's been trying to harp on me for years to watch that film. And I just had not sat back with her. You like it. And cut my toenails and watch that movie yet. Um, but why would we like it? Why would we enjoy that movie? What is? Yeah, it's mama. It's like real life story. It's a, about a guy. Can't hear you. That he has Alzheimer's. Can you hear GT? Okay. He has Alzheimer's and it's based on real life story. Yeah. And the trials and troubles. Are real shit, through. man. Yeah. And he okay. told that kid when he was on that boat. Because I know how to pump so, gas. Let I me uh, let me now just real quick before anything right. happens. Yeah, yeah. I remember okay. when John Mayer was still one of those guys that we put on the iPods. I remember when um, you know, Gravity. GT. Gravity. I remember when Mama was walking in the winter to work, and we would be up for thirty-eight hours. Well, maybe me, but you'd be up. 
when you got off work that that late. What are you talking about? Thirty eight hours playing chess in the bar with your headphones on. Not that delicious. What are you talking about? But you would get back to the crib and you'd be like, dog, what are we doing? And I'm like, man, let's go get my mom a ride to work. You'd be like, all right, let's go. And the same shit that she had to walk to was the same shit that we listen to still to this day. I feel because she was she was rocking that Robin Thick man to oh, the sky. Yeah, man. That John Mayer. Yeah, gravity. Those are good music, man. Good music, man. That was those days. And that's when that I think that's that era of GT when uh Jay-Z came out with that American Gangster yep. album. That oh, fallen. I remember that because that's when the movie came out, and then you had Denzel shooting yeah. Idris Elba in the head on the on the block in Harlem. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. we'll get into that movie another time. But yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite. I forgot about that movie. But yeah. Yeah. And that's where I was going. That American Gangster is probably one of the better films, I believe, of my time. Because Russell Crowe is a motherfucking monster. Let's not forget about that. Russell Crowe's a beast. And Denzel Washington is still my favorite actor. Yeah, He always has been, to be honest. I don't feel like any other guy stacks up to him. There's been a lot of guys that said a lot of shit. See, a lot of guys like Clint Eastwood, I like Denzel Washington. Because I like the realness in him, man. I like the fact that, you know, he can speak to people. He does commencement speeches. He does all that shit, man. Like, yeah, you know, he speaks for, I mean, the, he picks and chooses the movies he wants to make. You know, he's never really had a bad movie in my eyes, but in his eyes, I'm sure he's had plenty. But, you know, it's guys like that, like Chadwick Boseman is the shit, man, that we had talked about before that were up and coming that didn't get that chance to, you know, like Pac and Above the Rim. They didn't fully get that chance to really shine their light on the world with yeah. their art. And it was taken soon, you know. But outside of that, though, Belly, yeah, is a thing for me. It has to be. The Lenox died last year. For everybody, it has to go for everybody, man. It was just the storylines of it and uh, the going through Nas and man, DMX, DMX, and that was That's DMX pre, pre him having his uh kind of breakdowns and coming back up and being okay. Yes. And yeah, man, that that was a he was reading those self improvement books and shit like. Oh, don't don't you doubt self-improvement books? I read those all I mean, the that's, time. That's what Nas was reading. <laughs> I'm on those all the time. But yeah, man, self-improvement books are the best things you can do. Right. And I think um Belly was, and I think for anybody who likes hip hop, especially then, that was probably one of those things where I know the black community that no one talks about uh, mental illness and things yeah. and how to improve yourself. And then you got to Belly and you had this guy from the hood just basically I'm reading these books on how to make myself better. And it was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. And then you got more people doing it. Put it, it in the gangster movie. Yeah, and not put today. it in the gangster movie every day. Yeah, I do it every day now. I read a book every every week. I'm in a different book, and I think half my books, maybe more than that, are all self improvement books. I know. I talked to your mom yesterday. She said you had finally finished that. Uh, what was it, man? That um, Cat in the Hat series. You finally finished that one. Your mom said the other day. Man, don't don't hate on it. I like green. No, and I hat. was I was happy I like you green finished and it. Yes, I do. I always <laughs> thought you were Cat in the Hat. I mean, it's, yeah. It's but yeah, all those it's the same thing. Those help people read. Somebody learns. But yeah, yeah I'll say, yeah, Belly is great, man. I but we're gonna uh, stick the movies that on my list to switch. We're gonna switch to sports now. Since you want to? Well, we had both the rim on the list already. Um, I like that's obviously in my top five. Uh if we're gonna go, I'm I'm big on the rom com scene. I would do okay. um loving basketball in there. Oh Lord. Just because Annihilate them, man. Still to this day, one of the most beautiful women in the whole world. Yeah, like, just great. Then you have, and Omar all we Epps. hear is that Maxwell. Yeah, that's all we hear. Then you got Omar Epps in there, yeah. man. It was Omar just, Epps killed that role. They played it well. Omar Epps was the the go to athlete outside of in most movies. He did the program. Mm -hmm. He did. Man, he was a running back what? in the big league too. What he, the wood? He was always the athlete. In movies, but yeah. he was also a good actor. So yeah. he did Juice, obviously. Yeah, that was his first thing. He took off in where everybody saw him as always oh, a good actor, and mm -hmm. then he kind of went from there. And then Love and Basketball took him to this, I guess, what you would call a quote unquote sex symbol. 
it the world was him like, too. Yeah, it made women be like, "Oh, this guy." Yeah. All right. Yeah. He became. He was the Idris Elba before Idris Elba existed. In that movie is still so relevant today, though. Oh yeah. <coughs> yeah, especially now because the WNBA is even bigger now mm-hmm. than it was then, and obviously it showed a side of a girl that you weren't used to back then, like going to USC playing Division One basketball. Yeah, like you didn't get that in-depth look back then of girls. Now we like, see it every day. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But then, yeah, Especially, like even when we we were in college, I mean, it was kind of like, oh man, these girls are going to college for basketball or yeah, volleyball. You're kind of amazed. Because like, I went to school with her playing rugby at BG, like Jenny McVay. Yeah, you're, they're so like, athletic. Playing you're rugby. Like, wow, this is amazing. Right. They're, they're doing things fun. that I couldn't do. Like, you're like, all right, I can go play volleyball, but not like that. <laughs> like we went to volleyball team? games. Yeah, went to we went to yeah. we went to Commies GT. And. <laughs> Yeah, it's on the podcast. No, it's fine. It's, she ain't home, is she? It doesn't it's matter. So it's in you can life. Bear. Shut up. It's in life. It's in life. We do the ghetto die. <laughs> now she can't hear me. But listen, remember back in the day we went to commies and we yeah. seen the BGSU football team or the basketball team, the girls' basketball team. Oh, yeah. And all of them like looked like they were big-ass dykes. And I remember you said to me, you were like, And you had probably spent like $75 on Dollar Wells at Ziggy's. And we were like ready to take something home. And I remember like we cut it off. We were like, this shit ain't going to work. These no. girls are too athletic. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't mess with them. that party. Different level, different level of athletes. Yeah. Once you start messing with athletes, there was many you're not an athlete too. yourself. You're kind of one of those people that I don't work out anymore, so. They go work out like it used to, like right. Maybe about a year or two, two years ago, three years ago, yeah. But now we're we're not in the gym every day like them. We're not working out. So taking an athletic girl and shout out to athletic women, man. Do your thing. Like back you, then, yeah, it was like different. Sports now, man, today is like the thing, man. Going Instagram yeah. every day. You going? My YouTube. wife's a personal trainer. Yeah. Do your thing, man. Make make yeah. your money. Do your thing and keep being sexy. I think being strong and sexy. You don't have to. Yeah. Any woman thinking that. She has to hold back. I wake up every day. I want to be J-Lo. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I want to be that. There you are, man. So. Do, do the booty. <laughs> so we got Love and Basketball. That was kind of new to the scene. And at that time, it was oh, great. Thanks, man. One of the ones we have here. Uh, another one of my top five. Oh, it's another basketball movie. Blue Chips, man. <laughs> Blue Chips was like, as you a little kid. You points, Tony. <laughs> as a little kid, man. Blue chips and Shaq was just kind of just coming to the scene. Neon Bodon. Penny Penny Hardaway was the, the man. Like to me, like he was my favorite player growing Ricky up. Ricky Rowe. Thank you, sir. Yeah. But, yeah, Ricky yeah. Rowe from Indiana. His dad wanted a tractor. I wanted a tractor. That's all he wanted. Penny Hardaway's mom's like, yo, Next I'm from Chicago. Somebody else mass hundred dollars. Yeah. Chicago. She was like, I need a job and something for my mama. Yeah. Bush McCray. Yeah. And then Bush you McCray, have, baby. And you have Shaq's guy. My dog's never had a lawn. Yeah. Then you I got mean, Shaq's next guy who's like, I just want, I don't. It reminds me, you man. got game though because, like, you know, like the little girl, the daughter, you know, Jake Shuttlesworth's daughter, man, like she, her older brother was about to be the best player in the nation, and her dad was in prison. And her mom was dead. You know, so like she didn't know how the fuck to act. And it's yeah. like that's what people don't understand about those movies is like the life lessons that you learn inside those movies about how some people have it. Yeah. You know, like, even though you think fame's just taking over, like, okay, we're just waiting for our, our paycheck. But they don't understand the struggle before that paycheck comes. Oh, yeah, man. It's a long, long ride to get to that point. Right. That's what He Got Game showed me. But Blue Chips, I think it came alive again, to be honest. That's a whole different subject is when, you know, college basketball two years ago got exposed. We're giving oh, everybody money, GT. Yeah, yeah, they gave everybody money, man. Everybody man. money, and that's been happening forever. It's not like it's and they, something new. They, like, knock on wood, I, I know. Why are you people, hiding it? I know people at other schools it? that do it. I, I've seen it. I, I can call people. I mean, we can have a discussion. One of these podcasts, I may have my dad on to talk about just him at University of South Carolina, and like he could tell you stories about people just handshake. What's yeah. in the hand? <laughs> like, 
yeah. there. And that was happening yeah. all the time. And it, it happens today. It's never stopped. Of course. I guarantee if you talk to somebody who went to Alabama, them, them kids aren't getting – those football scholarships are getting them free school. But the alumni and the boosters are giving them enough money to yeah. pay for cars, yeah. uh, pay for this. And it happens. So, like – it's one of those tough things. Some schools don't do it. Obviously, you got girlfriends like, out to eat and shit, man. We I had mean, the Connecticut situation where, yeah, those guys weren't get paid at all. It was like, yeah. oh, we're not getting nothing. But you go to like Duke, probably, and like, oh, you think Zion Wilson ain't getting no money? Got it. <laughs> like, you think these guys yeah, are getting, Aiden's getting money? Zion's getting money. Yeah, you don't think these guys are getting some kind of dollars thrown their way? And that's just the way it goes, man. And I think, yeah. I think uh, NCAA doing what they're doing now, starting to make moves where. They're basically saying, I know California has law where you can make money off your likeness. And I never got it where they were the first one that passed it, right? Yeah. I don't I never got that. I never understood why. If I'm a if I'm a basketball player right now in college or a football player and I want to do a podcast with my friend, I want to do a YouTube channel on my own, why can't I make money off that? Like you basically tell me I can't be an independent person in my free time, but other college kids can't. I mean, it goes it's like, well, again. I think yeah. you're right though. And I mean, I agree. Like you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere, though. I mean, because a lot of these motherfuckers, all that you know, that play basketball at Florida Atlantic, they want to make a paycheck off of their name being on the back of the jersey in the game. Well, no, I get that. You can make so you can right a boundary. You can say like, all right. And when you have these guys like Zion that are bigger than the universities, yeah, that's where you if you give them a stipend and say, look, this you get paid for. If you do you do contracts, how do you regulate it though? That's well, if you do your own, con- you do your own signature shows. That's on you. But yeah. for any video game, you get this amount. Every player gets X amount of thousand dollars every so month. So distribution, basically. Yeah, like, everybody can say. But if you do other things outside of that, if you have a YouTube channel that makes you millions of dollars a year. That's, that's your you name. That's yeah, your that's, that's what I'm saying. So the fact that there's kids, I know there's a guy a few years ago who had to make a choice. He had a full full scholarship. They're like, well, you can lose it if you do YouTube. He's like, well, I'm making a million dollars a year doing YouTube. Why would I care about this football scholarship? Right, exactly. Not necessary. I want yeah. to do it for school, but forget it. If you're gonna, I have a better chance at YouTube than I do the NFL. Yeah, so it's one of those things where you're gonna see it more and more. I think Twitch mm-hmm. is big, video games, like it's all how times have changed. Yeah, it's all it all matters, it all makes money. Yeah. So why not don't stop the kids from making money? If they, they can make money, let them do it. Right, exactly. Why not, man? You're just hating on the kids. I mean, they're being entrepreneurs in their own right. Mm-hmm. YouTube's just a platform. Yeah. yeah. No, how are you gonna scrutinize these kids? For being you know, even even if they're not kids, a, yeah. even if they're high school kids, you know, I mean. You don't own their, you don't own their name. No, exactly. And that's the biggest part. Like, you know, like my wife was watching like the Britney Spears, um, life story today, man. She was pretty much like, yeah, we were watching that. Like her name is like, like all these Disney kids, like Miley Cyrus and stuff, man. Like their name is taken by Disney. So she used the name Miley. That was her own name. Which is horrible. Anything. So you got guys like Tiger Woods. You got guys like. Justin Timberlake, you got but guys. Dave like Chappelle went through it, right? Dave Chappelle yeah, went through all it's that. Just, it's like that's not your name. You don't own the right to my name, right? I want to do something else. Like you can't. And you, try, and, you get to a point where you sign a contract and you try to draw your line in the sand. Especially if you're young, you sign a contract. You don't know. Yeah, yeah you don't know anybody. Yep. You don't know. you if I'm if I'm a nice year old, yeah, nice year old kid. Money. Like, hey, here's yeah. music deal. Here's your before contract. You know it, you sold your soul before you even knew what your soul was about. There you right. Go. You know. Like, it's just a downward, it's just a big-ass cycle, man. It's sad to see. You know, but one of my favorite movies of all time, basketball movies, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, we have Blue Chips. I was going to say Blue Chips. You took mine. Yeah, that's not even Sean, list. I think it's Sean's turn, actually. Okay, Sean. Basketball movies of all time. Oh, shit. Or sports movies. Oh, sports movies. You have to do basketball. You need sports. Oh. Um, oh, shit. I have to think. You guys threw me off here. <laughs> Well, welcome to being our first guest, man. We got to have you. Yeah, man. Ball. I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, like, that. wait till we start up. recording. <laughs> <laughs> Brush your teeth. Put your pants up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, in tune, I guess. No, no worries. Uh, uh, we can let Chris go first. So you I'm going to say any given Sunday. I got to remember names. <laughs> any given Sunday to me with the whole hype around all the characters. The famous characters, mm-hmm. the guys playing them, you know, outside of that, I think Jamie Foxx, if you look back on that movie, if you watch the movie again, 
Jamie Foxx killed that fucking role, GT. Oh, yeah. And outside of that, that brings me back to my number one sports movie of all time is Hurricane Denzel Washington. That's my number one of all time. All right. We'll, Friday Night Lights. Let's, let's go. Okay. You said Friday Night Lights. All right. So let's go. To outside Friday. of that, he said Quick Choice. Outside choice, honorable mention, Jumanji. Jumanji. Okay. What, Sean? What? <laughs> well, let's let's start Rudy. with Friday Night Lights, and then we'll go Rudy's to Friday Night Lights. Any given Sunday. So Friday Night Lights, yeah, like that is. Um, Carter, you go Carter just yelled from his bedside and said, "Coach Carter." <laughs> <laughs> so I let you go, Sean. Why Friday Night Lights? Because we can start there. Because I I enjoy that movie. Friday Night Lights is it's that's a movie that. Now I gotta sit and think about it for a minute because it's been a long time since I watched it to be for certain. But that was a really good movie. Um, I, I believe it was about a team that um, seven twenty four had to get. Oh man, I can't remember. Permit. It was about uh, permit football in Texas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I know the story, so I'll let you go first, though. <laughs> Maybe you better start. Because you're have All right, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Booby mouths. It was basically a story about 1988-89, Maybe around there, somewhere around there. Uh, Permanent football in Texas, where uh, yeah, Booby Miles, who was like all-world running back, greatest. Yes. Basically, he got hurt, but he was the greatest player in the nation at the time. Mm -hmm. And then that whole team was built around him. And then right. things fell apart. <laughs> So that I give you a background, and they went to state. They didn't win state, and but they came close with a team that didn't have their superstar, didn't have their guy. So, yeah, because he got injured. There uh, you go. That's right. I remember now. Going back to you now. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> I got yes, a knee injury, I believe that, that yeah. threw him out, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it ruined his whole life. Yes, it did. Yes. But yeah, that was a very fantastic movie and the fact that those kids held on to everything because they believed in him and they did they they gave 100 percent every time they could even when he didn't play oh yeah man good guys i mean you had uh tim mcgraw was the father yep he yep. was like pushing his son like yo hey, i love tim mcgraw you yeah. need one of these. Favorite artist. he had the ring he's like get what get yourself one of these and it was that championship yeah. ring and, and i related i related to, <laughs> to my life though my life was like that with my dad also where I, he didn't tell me to do that, but I saw him with his uh, college uh, bowl ring, and I was like, "Man, I want that also." Like that was my old drive when I was little, because I couldn't fit it; my fingers too small. He would yeah. give it to me, like try it on, and I, so he said, "You can't have it till you can fit it." And it took me yeah. until, man, I think graduating college, he gave it to me, but I could actually fit it then. But it was one of those things where it mattered more, and I understood why he's like, "You earned it. You oh. didn't. You didn't play college football, but." As well as my level, obviously, my dad was, my dad was like Booby Miles, kind of one of those guys in like the eighties really? who was like a great player who got hurt with knee injury, but he got hurt in college versus high school. But yeah, like the high school, it reminded me of high school football where, yeah, when I played, it was like, man, that's all you had was your guys on that team, man. That's all that mattered. You would fight for them, you would die for them, you would go through a brick wall to make sure your brothers were brotherhood. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it, it didn't it didn't matter what color, race, or anything. They were all about being part of a team. I guess that's the same sense with the army too. Yeah, I mean, look at everything; it's all green. It's it's your brother. Yeah, you know and that that was a good movie in that fact too. I mean, it, that was a, a time that was tough then. And it was in Texas too, so you think yeah, about, in Texas, yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Texas. It wasn't like it was Austin or Dallas. It was like right. Uh, it was Midland. So oh, it was town. Even, yeah, it was some middle of nowhere. Yep. Like uh, oil field town. I was like, oh, yeah, so, yeah. But I, I think that was one of those movies that yeah, I watched it. I think last time I watched it about a year ago. I usually watch it about once a year. So I'll probably watch it in a few a few weeks from now. But it's a great. Yeah, movie. I love that movie. It's a good movie. So yeah, then we'll go. What was the next movie? Uh, any given Sunday, Chris. You mm. any given Sunday. There you go, Jamie Fox. Jamie Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. 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 Willie Beeman. Inflate your chest. That's all it is. So how you feel? So why why did you pick that, Chris? I'll go to you because you don't have to keep it on sign. I know sign with the cameras on. We're not really recording like that, so you're okay. So, oh, okay. <laughs> we're not recording live videos yet. It's coming. <laughs> So I can smoke this right here and I'm good. All right. We can do whatever you want in life and do what you got to do. 
you are a grown up. You can do what you want to do. So, Chris, oh. any given Sunday. <laughs> Basically, I've checked. Um... <laughs> and because you guys live in the great state of California and recreational is great. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I picked on. Um, I didn't knock the Astros. I knocked it over on Sean. <coughs> so I picked uh, any given Sunday, man, because of Lawrence Taylor. Ooh. That was my cat. He played that role, man. I mean. It was like him in real life, really. I feel like I was sitting next to my dad, but I fucked up. You know what I mean? With Talking Lauren, about the, um, the sauna, the sauna room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the scene. Yeah, that scene was. You know, like, even with LL, man, that whole movie, dog, was ridiculous. And it showed, you know, the coach's life. How he was a drunk man. How he's trying to put shit together. Quarterbacks trying to put shit together. Remember Cat, the quarterback that got hurt. That Bill even got a chance with because he went out. He was in the so hospital. Two quarterback. Yeah, even the backup. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was a good movie, man. But yeah, you think about what that was then. What early two thousands, pre Michael Vick. So it wasn't any quarterbacks like pre Michael Vick. You're right. Yeah, it wasn't any quarterbacks like that. So. You have this guy who is this athletic guy who are like, eh, don't play in another position, but you got hurt. Now you're back up on the bench and it's like, I'm making my salary, which NFL, the greatest position in the NFL is a backup quarterback. That's the truth. You can make the most money just backing up people for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. All right. I think the, yeah. Bears, the Bears backup quarterback, Chase Daniels, because I know this because I'm a Bears fan. Oh, wow. I mean, he he's there made what? Almost eighty million dollars in his career being a backup quarterback. Yeah, he he rarely gets on the field, rarely gets hit. Just studies hard, helps the younger quarterbacks get better. Getting his money, get his money. So, so yeah, Willie Bean was that, and then all of a sudden everybody gets hurt, and then they have this athletic guy who no one's ever seen, pre Michael Vick, pre it was a scene like Randall Cunningham, but mm-hmm. he was he was considered a thrower. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could throw. He could, he was fast. Yeah, the arm. He got to the NFL after he started losing some athleticism. So he wasn't like the Randall Cunningham in the 80s where it was like, oh, that dude is <laughs> something different. He got the NFL and they're like, no, just stay in the pocket. Yeah, do this. And then all of a sudden, Michael Vick comes in. And I, I remember Willie Beeman. I think Michael Vick was a year or two after that. And so I thought, man, did they make this movie because they're like, this guy's coming. <laughs> like, but like it was the same thing. It was like this guy who's athletic who could throw the ball anywhere. Yeah. Then you had Terrell Owens in there, Bill Bellamy's yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, you had um, man, there's a lot of players. You had a uh, so many. There's a lot of talent around that dude, man. A lot of great players around it. So it, it worked out. It was one of those movies where uh, Cameron Diaz, the, the yeah. Al Pacino as a coach was classic. You can't go wrong with Al Pacino. He's kind of yeah. like you put him in a movie. He's gonna act his butt off, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so yeah, any given Sunday was a microcosm of NFL. Now that's a whole different game. Yeah, you had a guy who's the first of his kind, and Michael Vick was that when they were trying to figure out the league. What can we do with him? And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, well, we can do this. I think if Michael Vick was around today with the type of offense they run, crazy, because everything anybody else can do, like obviously Lamar Jackson. Is just as fast, maybe a little faster in different situations, but that Michael Vick's arm was ridiculous. Like, no one—I don't think anybody has a strong arm, Michael Vick, ever. Like oh. his arm was like just his wrist. Like eh, I could flick my wrist and throw a seventy yards. Right. Yeah, and he wanted to be the best athlete out of that area for a college football. And I love Michael Vick because he's from Virginia, man. You know what I'm saying? Like Newport News, man, Virginia. Yeah. Man. Them boys, Hampton. And you got, you got, uh, I don't know, Iverson, all those guys from that area. AI, yeah. AI was the best of the bunch mm-hmm. of that era, man. Period. Yeah, man. Which AI. Is but, I mean, Michael Vick wasn't nothing to flick out even though, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michael Vick was a true, true quarterback. Oh, yeah. I, I think he just came before his time. If he would have came around now with the league, how it is, and the offenses they run, you couldn't yeah. stop him. If it was like, okay, everybody's part to their time. You know yeah, I think it happens that way. A lot of players, you're you're at the wrong time. You were the first of this athletic 
breed of quarterbacks, hey, we're going to trial and error you and see what works. And I think um, when Michael Vick went to Philadelphia, if Philadelphia took off that year when he started, they were like, oh, that's how you play with that quite a quarterback. Right. So it became great, man. But, yeah, right. any given Sunday was the precursor to all that, man. Mm-hmm. So you're right with that. So Sorry, I'm talking. I'm, I'm hey, and everything. It's so funny, man, because I remember back in the day, GT. I don't remember anything back in the day. I know you don't because you never pay attention. <laughs> and your, your head's still shiny as hell. <laughs> it's all right. But my forehead's not getting bigger. That's all that matters. It's staying we still doing the podcast? We still on the podcast time? Yeah, the lineup's still okay. good. I'm saying. <laughs> so one of my other favorite movies, like Sean has said, sports movies, Rudy, man. I liked it. I couldn't really – I couldn't really, like – the only thing about that movie that I really loved was the Notre Dame connection because I'm a Notre Dame fan, obviously. But, you know, like, I remember, like, back in the day, like, the two TVs. Yeah. We were, like, not having a whole lot of shit on. You know, like, I remember me and my dad trying to, like, set up, like, a little antenna TV, like – in the basement one time, you know, like trying real hard to get it in. Like it was the best thing we ever could have done is getting it in, you know, trying to watch something. But like that Rudy era, man, to me, you know, I wasn't around like during the Hoosiers era, but like good old sports movies, like Rudy to me was a great movie, man. It was that persistence, but not many walk-ons had that kind of oh yeah treatment that Rudy yeah. did either mm-hmm. that I've learned in later days by being another day fan. Yeah that that impact though man like the walk on life is different. I think there's a few yeah. people do it. It's, it's not a lot obviously the most obviously Rudy back then was the guy everybody knew about. And now today is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield two time walk on he yeah. won a Heisman <laughs> like no one's gonna be bigger than him as doing that. And it's impressive when you become a walk-on. I think J.J. Watt was a walk-on. Yeah. A lot of players who are walk-ons that, that get lucky, man. It, it really is that hunger. And if you have it as a walk-on, it becomes great. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I was part of that whole trying to walk on. It's not a work, man. Like, it, it's not one of those things where you can go in and be like, oh, I can just go off my talent. Like, you got to meet all the expectations and get a chance. Like mm-hmm. you walking on means like they may take two people a year, maybe mm-hmm. one, maybe nobody. And nobody and, else in your team is working till 11 o'clock at night at B-dubs, but you, yeah, yeah. you don't have yeah. a scholarship. Yeah, your job is to, you got to wake up at, when they wake up, you got to You're wake paying up. for school. Yeah, man, it's hard, man. That, that's not and an easy thing to do. Walk on life. You're is, out of state. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I understand like, that Rudy was, Rooted to me, like the storyline, the story of this, um, or the Irish immigrant family, and Rudy's whole thing was, I want to be the first, really, mm-hmm. to make it to the college, really. Yeah. They're like, well, how do you want to go to college? Well, I want to play football. Dad loved Notre Dame, though. He loved Notre Dame. They all love Notre Dame. They were, yeah. were Irish Catholics. We all love it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, and Notre Dame's one of the coolest universities ever because they're built on that. They were similar yeah. to, they were similar to like, um, the historically black college it was built on these people who didn't have a lot and like we're gonna build something yeah like if i, I compare notre dame to um what school in virginia howard howard, howard DC, yeah man howard dc there are those schools that no one knows how great academically they are but they start as this this group of community people who are like we need something for our people and guess what notre dame and howard two of the te- best schools in america football wise obviously notre dame is criminal crop, they they get some of the best players. Notre Dame doesn't, they don't ruin their academic things to get you in. So the fact that Rudy, even then, back when they probably academic standards were even higher than what they are now, right. it's like, I had to get on the team. I had to get into school first. They had to walk on. Then I had to study harder. And if my grades fell for a second, they, it's easy to cut me because like, you're a walk-on. It was so much work. And I, I couldn't imagine going through that plus your family and everybody's right. pressure like Rudy's crazy. the football team like oh my yeah. gosh and he went to community college first and it was, it was such a the story of that man I, I could see you as a Notre Dame fan yes I get it right 
But I, I'll go to my next one. Uh, it's staying the college, college ranks. Uh, the program, man. I don't know if you remember that one. With, that's Omar Epps one, man. I that remember was, that time. That was crazy. Omar Epps is a great quarterback, too, GC. Yeah, the program was the movie, man. The guy yeah. on the steroids, that's when steroids were kind of like the thing. And it was like, all right, we're testing it for this. You can't do this. But it, it was a microcosm of the 90s college football. So you had generation. You had obviously '90s. You had Rudy's time when it was what '70s ish. Yeah. '80s. I don't know. I can't 80s. remember too many '80s football 80s. movies. So you had like the '90s was the program where it was like, gotta do what I gotta do. Drugs every day. Gotta do it. Then you had Omar Epps, who was a star athlete, who they recruited. Like we need you. Mm-hmm. And he gets there like, man, you can't hold on to the ball. Carry this ball around all day. What are you gonna do? Humble it. We got you. Yeah. Your, your teammates won't get it from you. You don't have this ball. You come to practice. Guess what you're going to do? Run yeah. all day. And it was one of those things right. where that's what coaches do. Even today, you <clears throat> go through college campus today and probably find a receiver or a running back or a quarterback carrying the ball around all day because the coach is like, it's your property. That's what you have. That's what you have to take care of. Exactly. So, yeah, the program is you stay in football realms. Like my top, I would say my top three football movies is Any Given Sunday, uh, Friday Night Lights, and probably The Program for me. Mm -hmm. The Program was more like this crazy, psychotic, like this is what actually happens in college sports. I love it. But I don't want to be a part of it. But yeah. Exactly. Those are my my college, I guess, football movies, period. Mm -hmm. I heard Sean say something over there. He he remembers The Program. What do you think, Sean, about The Program? I heard you. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but yeah, that was a very good movie. Panther about to dip out, man. All right. Yeah, old John's got to go to bed. Panther going to Waffle House. GC, it was nice seeing you, man. Yeah, we don't got nice no Waffle House here. Well, thank you for joining us for the podcast for our first official guest. We'll definitely have you guys involved okay. in the future. Yeah, we'll have one where we have a good topic, have you guys involved, and you can discuss anything you want. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Now that I know I'm not live. When I'm not when I'm not tired. <laughs> All right. It's never going to happen. No, you these old folks are. Yeah, I understand. Love y'all. Be safe. All right, be safe. Be we safe. Will. Be cool. We will. we will. Love you. Get home in five minutes. If not, you're going to call me. I'm going to come. I'm going to send squad. I love you guys. Five minutes. It's going to take five minutes to get down your road. That's all I You're right. <laughs> take the salt with you. <laughs> yeah, so so where we were, we were talking about football movies, and now we're gonna go back to to basketball. I think if we gotta kind of round it up, go to basketball. We'll do baseball later, but basketball now. Um, so we had blue chips, uh, we had above the rim, loving basketball. So we were doing sports movies though. One of my favorite sports movies of yeah. all fucking time. Now that I got fucking time, mm-hmm. is the Sandlot. They are. Sorry to tell you because man. all it was, it was a bunch of white kids. And at Mexican the same kid. time, it was around a Mexican kid. kid. <laughs> it was one kid in the neighborhood that was Mexican. That was the best kid in that team. Yeah. And none of them really hated him for it. Remember that? No, it was like, okay, you could play baseball. That boy was the best. We knew he was the best. But you could play baseball. That's all that mattered. We didn't but you care. had a boy named Yaya. You were just playing as a kid. It didn't yeah, matter. That's how it was. That's how life. You no, know, I think. I mean, three ninjas. Like, did you talk about who was the, like, who yeah. was the, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It's just you growing up. I think when we all grow up, we lose that, that youthful jubilance of like, I was with my friends. I'm playing a sport. Yeah. I don't care. Like, we're playing yeah. baseball. We're playing basketball. I don't care what you are. Like, it doesn't come on matter. Yeah. yeah. You're in the heat and of competition. Like, yeah, Sandlot was a good one in that. But, you know, I mean, like, I remember as a kid, even, like, the ice box, dog. Uh, I, I, I know that kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, little I know Giants, the, the, the lineman. Yeah, the lineman. I went to high Giants. school with him. <laughs> See, that's amazing, dog. Little yeah, Giants yeah. was the truth. I love that fucking movie, dog. There's he didn't so get that much movies. taller. He didn't get that much taller, that dude. The, the oh, guy who played the, the, the little fat kid. He didn't get that much taller. I've oh, got his name. Yeah, I've got a big Yeah, he didn't. He didn't get much taller than what he was. But I mean, when you you talk to him, and it was like, man, I, I've seen you before. And you're like talking to him in high school. He's like, yeah, we're like 
all right, you don't play football for real? He's like, no, I'm an actor. You're not acting anymore? I'm like, no, nah. like, cool. And we let them alone. And yeah. he thought everybody was going to be like, oh my God, I saw you in Little Giants. We're like, okay, cool, man. Mm. All right, live your life. We're on. But like, it was cool to see that child actors have a tough man. It was, it's oh, yeah. Miss. Like, you get into something one time and then your parents can decide that's enough, or you can keep doing it and then your career is over. But like, Sandlot, Little Giants, a lot of those kids don't do anything else after that. Like, and, and they're great movies. They're movies that I mean, Mighty Ducks, same shit. You know, like how many how many movies did the Bash Brothers get after work? Only like, guys who got stuff were Bash Brothers weren't like Disney kids. Hey, Casey got something, and then uh, the guy the guy who ended up he played on the Steve Harvey show. He was Romeo Steve Harvey show. He got some of that movie also. So what was and it? Then, on the and Jesse Jesse Smoulier, Juicy Smoulier, his brother was on there also, and him was both of them. I think were on there. Whatever Juicy, happened to that motherfucker? Juicy and his brother have something. Whatever happened know. to Juicy? I call him Juicy. I don't know. They spell this something about. They should this, said this all French of guy, Juicy Smoulier. But yeah, man, that, like those are great movies. Hockey. I just remember growing up sitting with my friends and like when those movies came out, it was a thing to see. You're like, oh, there's Sandlot coming out. Let's go watch Sandlot. Oh, there's Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks 2. Mighty Ducks 3. Nah, we too old now. Mighty Ducks 3. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I remember all of it, dog. No, Midas fuck, 3. Midas 3, not too much. Nah, <laughs> that shit was way off balance. Yeah, it was too much going on there. We're not new. watching Air Bud 2. We're not watching Air Bud yeah. 2. Yeah, Air Bud we watched. Air, Air Bud, Bud original like, was the realest dog. Yeah, so, but yeah, man, I, I see those times, and it was sports. Movies and sports go well together. And I, I think um, when they tell a great story, and you were talking about Hurricane, we'll get to that now. Um, well, I, I, before we get the hurricane, because it's, it's something deeper, uh, Ali, let's talk about the Ali with Will Smith before we get the hurricane, because it's obviously done boxing. That's one of your and, favorites? Oh, yeah, Will Smith. The fact that um, he was lucky enough to meet Ali and sit with him and learn mannerism, and Ali was in a gym when I'm saying, no, 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 yeah. no. Then I do this, do this. And it was how you many see, artists could sit back and learn from Michelangelo or Picasso. Yeah, like the thing that, like even we were talking about Malcolm X one day, but the thing that Dizzle Watch didn't have, he couldn't go sit with Malcolm X. Be like, oh, at that, that speech, what were you thinking? Yeah, do through this, film. But Will Smith would go sit with Muhammad Ali and say, oh, yeah. listen, fight. What were you thinking when we did this? How do I make yeah. sure the face is? Oh, do this, do this. Be and it was it's cool to see that. And obviously, there's been other movies that try to do Ali. Like Mike Epps or Richard Pryor. Like. They try to do more people, but it doesn't work because they didn't have that time with Ali like Will Smith did. Mm -hmm. it, was like, it was like Will Smith was made to play that role because you see Will Smith today on Instagram or YouTube. He's that same way. I'm pretty. I'm the, I'm the, I think his personality has always been that. Even go back to Fresh Prince, it was like, I'm the guy. I'm the best at this. I'm the best MC. Will Smith always had that, that personality where he thought he was the best. Mm -hmm. And so he worked with Ali. So that movie, him playing that role and having Jada in there and having his, he kind of mixed in his real life and said, all right, it's I have these kids. And so it worked for him easier to do it. And that movie, as a boxing movie, it may not be the top, but it was the best portrait of somebody's real life that you could do. A, a famous boxer we know. I Obviously, like Hurricane wasn't as famous. Yeah, Hurricane wasn't as famous. The guy, put, the real life guy, he wasn't as Saw was more life. famous than the story. Yeah, yeah, that's the saying. So, like, Ali was more fam the most famous guy ever, really, in boxing. Even to this day, like, you talk about greatest boxers. Ali, and then you throw in names who you know after that because Ali was not just a great boxer. He was entertainer. He understood... Showmanship. He was Mayweather before Mayweather existed. He was Roy Jones for Roy Jones. Everybody who became great, besides like Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson was a different beast. But every every boxer became a showman. Was more like Ali because like I got to sell this fight. Got this. Mike Tyson was like, I'm just gonna knock you out, motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk to you. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit there and smile and joke. We're gonna fight. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna leave. 
five. It wasn't no showmanship. Oh, like, yeah, so that thing is different. Where where it's Floyd Mayweather and and Roy Jones and and Tyson Fury, they're not really heavy hitters. Similar yeah. to Ali, they're not guys who one punch knock you out. They're guys yeah. who will jab you, move around, make you miss. And yeah, that's why I think Wilson playing that role was effective because he did the workout. He went to what Ali trained like. He didn't lift weights. It was like you just mean push ups today. You run this many miles a day. Mm-hmm. You go old school. There's heavy bags. There's this. Yeah. So like that. That's different than guys play Ali now. Guys mm-hmm. play Ali now are in the gym lifting weights. When this, it was like no Ali's like we don't do that. You don't play me, you got to do me right. And so, yeah, so that's the thing that's cool about it. Whereas I think, I mean, who's going to play Kobe? You got years for that, man. The, Michael B. Jordan? It's just, he's kind of Michael short, B. Jordan? Right? I don't know. Unless you get other guys who are shorter. <laughs> you got to you gotta play that way. And it, I don't know oh. if he's the guy yet. I think, I think what's up? What? So yeah, man, boxing movies are great. Let's um, switch over to your favorite boxing movie or one of your favorite movies of all, your favorite sports movie of all time, I should say, Hurricane. I'll yeah, you man, I mean, my it. favorite sports movie of all time easily has to be Hurricane, Denzel Washington, period. Period. I've never seen a man play a role play like he was in prison and look like he was actually doing the fucking time mm-hmm. like Denzel did. Yeah, man. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I, I watched that movie a long time ago with my father when he was still alive. And ever since then, man, like I knew like that movie was a fucking gem. You know what I mean? And like I seen a uh, Denzel's whole, you know, whole line of work, man. And that's what makes it, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, there's been many times, man, I've been with some different women in my lifetime. Through the the days, through the ages, through the goddamn cycles. And I remember, like, liking different albums, you know, different artists, like, most deaf. Like, you can't, you can't get with a woman when Black on Both Sides comes out. You know, because she looks at that album like, you know, because we play it because it's, it's new to us, right? But yeah, we yeah. had listened to the Moses whole shit. Yeah, or watched Denzel's like, whole shit. So yeah, we knew no matter what he said or what he did, like we, we were always all going to be on page with yeah. what he did. Because oh, we yeah. had seen the whole body work at that point until then. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they don't understand that. Yeah, we saw Glory. We saw X. We saw mm. that Oh, oh, we saw so it was so many movies. We had Mo Better Blues. Mm. We saw so many movies he was in that, yeah. Well, at that time, you're like, well, we know he's gonna kill it. <laughs> like, right. Mr. Masala, where he's playing in love with the Indian girl in Mississippi, which is crazy. But yeah, we saw yeah. all that, which is great. Yeah, Hurricane, man. It's an amazing movie. And the, the craziest thing is, it's a true story. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy part about it, yeah. You know, and one thing I've always lived my life by GT was, you know, sportsman has always been a big staple in my life, only for the same fact that it's been the same staple in everybody else's life. It's because, man, like, it's given me an opportunity, man, to stack myself up yeah, physically against other motherfuckers, right? Yeah, I got you. But it's been so much more than that. And we all know that, right? But at the same time, you got those great ones, man, that make you question. Because we all think we're great. That's what pushes us. Oh, yeah. That's the reason we play stop sport. playing sports. Like, to yeah, be we, on the team, like to even have bad moments. Like, we the all guys who want to be on a team are the guys who don't think they're great. I never wanted to be on a team just to be on a team. I wanted to be exactly. the best player on that team. Right. And no matter what it took to be the best player, I would embarrass the guy who thought he was the best player. Like, I'm going to do like I do to embarrass you. If you're good enough to do so. Yeah, like even then, you know like when I was, like, I remember being a freshman going against the varsity guys, and like their playoff practice, cause like we got to bring underclassmen up. And I'm like, all right, this is your best friend on the team. I've seen his highlights. I watched his varsity game. I'm gonna give yeah. it to him. And the co- he's yelling the coach like, he's not running routes right. Coach like, well, stop him. And I'm like, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear him mad because I'm running the route how I want to run it. 
cover me, motherfucker. That's your job. Yeah. And that, exactly. that's, that's the thing I cared about. Like, yeah, I don't run it how you want to see it, but like, who said I have to run around how you want me to run it? I mean, it? I ain't running it. <laughs> yeah, that means I'm open. That's your problem. <laughs> that shit gets you in trouble, though. Uh, but when you're young, they like, yo, when you, you gotta cover them. You don't know what you're going against, though. At the same time, yeah. you know how sports are, man. You never know. Yeah. You may see like on tape, like it looks that way. And my thing is though, like I've, I've GT, I've never played for a good coach in my life. Oh, and that's no. the goddamn truth. You didn't look out on that. I feel like, yeah, you're right. I feel yeah. like I've had a couple coaches that had the right intentions, but I put the blame back on me first of all because I was the type of motherfucker I don't want to be coached. Period. You know, so I know how it was coming into me, but I knew damn well that, you know, I wanted us to see like a real guy yeah, that knew how to coach some, I mean, coach people. Yeah, I got you. You know, like take away all the bullshit, man. Like start with humanity first. And I had never got to that point, but yeah. at the same time, you know, like we have been talking about through the subjects of the podcast all mm-hmm. through movies you know, seeing like Hoosiers or seeing like, you know, blue chips with Nick Nolte, man. Like, there's a 13 year old out there. He's dribbling between his legs. He's flushing it down. That's not what it is. That's you what know, sports are, man. You shape points, Tony. There's always somebody you coming know, up. Like, there's always a guy coming up. Like, and that's kind of what we talk about Kobe. Coaches. There's always oh. passionate coaches. But how many coaches are passionate about progression with their players? And how many coaches have a military mindset? That's what kills players. And that's fine. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. What players. Yeah, but how many coaches should recruit military mindset players? Well, I, I think, think we're past that stage. I don't, past- think, I don't I think you recruit those, but I think you recruit anybody you want. You just got to recruit a player who's willing to. A lot of that's why you see teams who everybody's like like boys. Well, State, blue those, chips look at look at Bush McCray. Yeah, you see guys who he did aren't he was aren't there, the but he didn't want to stay there. Yeah. You got the great players like him, but you get guys who aren't great. Like Nick Saban had the growing people after a while. When Nick Saban first started in college football, he, no one wanted to play for him because he was like, yo. I mean, he <laughs> coached Toledo too, GT. Yeah, I know. And you got um, who even Mike Krzyzewski. He was Army. Like when he first went to Duke, Duke from what they became, like he was he's a dictator. Where did he come man. from though? Army. Army. He went to West Point. That's what I'm saying. Like those guys – it takes a while to get people to understand yeah. this is what you need. And sometimes players don't understand unless you're like superstar great. Like most players need somebody to be like, we're going to discipline you. We're going to exactly. put you through the fingers. And we're that's do the it. drawback. Yeah. How do you coach players that aren't superstars to blend in with players that believe they're superstars before they are? That's what boxing is. Same thing with boxing. We talk about Hurricane, all those guys who became great boxers. Right. Ali, you had guys who were super talented. But how do you teach them discipline? There's guys how that didn't need the say? teaching, the coaching. Yeah, I need, I need to teach them discipline. But may have say. needed the coaching in public relations or. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it may have been like, like you may need somebody like, oh, hey, you're all this talented, but you're not doing enough road work in boxing. Exactly. Not, yeah. So, Ali, go run the roads. Yeah. I don't need to teach something else. You're already quick. You already can throw punches. Right. Hurricane. I know you can knock people out. Let me teach you basics. Let me get you. Because a lot of players, like, like I, I, I'm a big boxing fan. Deontay Wilder. His biggest I love thing Wilder, is, man. His biggest thing is he has a one punch that no one, if he hits it, he hits it. Problem is, the coach he has don't say, hey, let me teach you the basics. Because, like, it's not about, you keep that one punch. That's always there. And as a as a coach, you know, it's like you have a, a basketball player who, like Steph Curry, they can make threes anytime they want. But we gotta teach him how to cut. We gotta teach him how to do this. Teach him, we gotta make sure his footwork's good enough that he can dribble the ball. Because Steph Curry could have been just a three point shooter. That's easy. He could have been a backup. He could have played for the yeah. next thirty years with three point. But can you dribble? Can you do this? Can you do that? Oh, yeah. Can you, can so you drive? Like, yeah, can you drive? Can you take the bumps you're gonna get? Yeah, that's kind of where same can you thing. You create like, the bumps. I think Deontay Wilder's people didn't teach him that. Yeah. They just always said, "Oh, you got one punch, I can knock anybody out." Yeah. Uh, what happens when you can't hit that right away? What happens when you're not comfortable and you get? Yeah. 
Caught you get pushed over. back. You get to do everything else. What do you do differently? And I mean, and that's boxing. the heart of a champion, man. That's boxing. Like that's why. That's why Floyd We're Mayweather Kobe is so fans, special. So. Yeah. That's why Floyd Mayweather is so special. Floyd Mayweather is special like, because he's like that. I feel like we're kind of like tainted by that because we're kind of spoiled, man, being like Lakers fans, to be honest, GT. What, what, at what? the end of the day, I think I mean I know you're a smart sports fan. Yeah. You're a Bears fan. I'm a Raiders fan. And that's fine. It's <laughs> not the best pick in the world. <laughs> it's not a winning pick. But, but you know what? I picked him as a kid because Tim Brown, I was a receiver. Tim Brown was a Notre Dame player. My yeah. favorite one. And he went to the Raiders. Yeah, and ever yeah. since then, I've been a Notre Dame. I've been a Raiders fan, man. So long story yeah. short, I, I followed my position. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it happens most times. So. But it never changed. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like to me, the Bears just came like, it was basically the last city I lived in. That's how the Bears came. It was yeah. like, I grew up, obviously, South Carolina. And then you moved to Tennessee. You moved there. Tennessee didn't have a team when I was there. So that didn't matter. North Carolina yeah. just got the Carolina Panthers. No one's going to cheer for them up. <laughs> at, the, at that time, no. And then it was like, oh, now I'm in Chicago. All right. My friends are all Bears fans. They're talking about the Bears. And the I'm Bears. Like, cool. cool. All right. And that's how it became that. And then. It became more fun because my dad was a hardcore Packers fan. Because, like, my dad went to college with uh, uh, Sterling Sharp. Uh, Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp should and should be in the Hall of Fame. That That is, I think, technically my godfather. I'll find out more. And if he is, I'm definitely going to hunt, hunt him down, figure out how to get him on the podcast. But, like, that's how I learned football. My dad was like, Sterling Sharp, you have tapes of him playing. Sterling Sharp was the guy – who was like his mentor. He was a sophomore, my dad was a freshman. So they always hung out. They were always together. Friends. It was like, yo, these guys are friends. And I think mm. I think that was what it was. And so I saw that life. And so that's why I get it. Football, like I may not have ever made it to where I could have been, but I think anybody will tell you like, damn, if he would have cared more, he could have did it. It wasn't, it wasn't the fact I couldn't do it. It was like, do I have to care? Like, I can go on the field. Like, I went to B. I remember going to BG and like doing the walk on stuff. And I was, I did some like the first year I was kind of helping people out, being kind of what, what they call them, a manager. And I remember they're like, we need some um, people to run these like drills for us. And I'm like, all right, what do you need? And they're like, all right, do this, this. And I'm going against the starters. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Don't worry. I can beat him. And they're like, you're not a recruiter. I'm like, I can play football. I, I see what their weaknesses are. I can attack it. And I, I realized I watched them play and I'm like, oh, that's what they're weak at. And I can break down tape. Like, and that's the thing where you have a good coach. I think I had good coaches. Like my coach in high school, he told me, like, if you just care, he, he said, I'll get you recruited by any school in the nation. Just care. And he told me that over. I never got it until it was too late. Until it was like, shit, I didn't get it. But he was like, if you put, your natural talents, you can compete with anybody. Easy. The problem is so that's why GT ended up working at the goddamn hotel. Yeah. In high school, I can't get I can't get you recruited. Than. I can't get you recruited because like coaches say that they're like, yeah. I can get you recruited, but why put my name out there for a guy who doesn't like he cares? Because like it affects them and it affects future recruits. If I get this guy recruited and he comes in and doesn't care, now this is what you send me. These are the guys yeah. you send me to come play, and so I get it. So now being older, I get like, man, I should have cared, but like, that's all sports are, man. And the movies, the sports movies all showed that. Every one of them, no matter how they showed it, showed somebody in there who had passion. Yeah. And they needed somebody to bring it out, whether you got Sandlot with the guy who was like, I want to play with the, the Latino guy. Or Ray Bambino. Yeah, the Me- Mexican guy was like, I just want to play with these guys. Yeah. They're not the best guys I could play with, but I have fun with them it's and I want to win. Yeah, I want to make sure we win. And then you have uh, the program. Omar yeah, Epps yeah. character was the man. Then you got Any Given Sunday. What about Three Ninjas? Is that Three a good Ninjas. sports movie? Rocky loves Emily. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's so much things to go through. I got 12-year-olds, GT. Think about how different your life is you compared to mine right now, though, dog. Well, we'll get into that. I have so, 12-year-old twins, bro. So I'm out here trying to put on movies like Three Ninjas to these kids and Karate Kids. Oh, they don't understand thank, what's going on. And thank God. But Karate Kids, when they said love. did something again with it, 
right? Oh, Cobra Kai is. So we can connect with Cobra Kai. It is, even it is then, my karate kid. But even then, they act like I wasn't even around. No, it, it's. But it's my crazy. karate kid, I'm like, I'm like, um, how I met your mother. I'm like Barney. The real karate kid was always not fucking Dan LaRusso. He was a cheat. He cheated. Dan right it was. <laughs> he wasn't a real karate kid. Right. The guy that was a real karate kid is the guy at Cobra Kai. And That's now they made, a TV, they made a TV show about him. And now it works. I was a karate kid. And now, and now, it's, now it's his kids, which is great. He's good and, and terrible. Like, I, I watched all those and I'm glad. It actually, it was on YouTube YouTube uh, TV first. Will Smith was the first executive producer. Of it. He, he was the guy that started back on season one and two with Will Smith. Then mm-hmm. Netflix is like, all right. This makes people like it, which makes sense. Like if you get and say if they did a three ninja movie today, people will watch it because like you got us being like, oh, I want to see that. What they're gonna do differently? But you gotta have people come back from the original that matter. Yeah, I don't know if the guys from Three Ninjas matters, but the guys from Karate Kid. Oh, you get me down to Russo. All right, I can watch him get his butt whipped. But it's cool, man. I I think sports movies are key. Um, I'm gonna kind of mellow this out right now because we have more things we can talk about. I know that a lot of you guys for listening who maybe listen, mom, thank you. Ma, Mama Scout, thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to close this one down. Um, I love you guys, but today we're kind of all over the place. We're going to get back to more topics soon. Uh, we went had a week off just because we want to talk to each other, reconnect, just be, be boys. Uh, this week was more, let's have fun. Uh, so we're gonna close it out on this. Uh, thank birthday, you, man. To, yes, it's my birthday, so that's the end of the week. Tonight, you said you keep adding days to me. But, uh, I didn't say anything. I just said happy birthday. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Uh, this is the Unabashed Truth Podcast. Uh, thank you again. To my thank boy, you. Chris. Brush your teeth, GT. All right. Love you, brother. All right. Peace. Sometimes you see that I'm mad No one can always be an angel When everything goes wrong, you see some bad